Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is series two, episode 83, and we are doing something what you might call unprecedented, a word you've probably used a couple of times in the last, a few times in the past couple of weeks. Uh, We are starting a new week today, Monday the 23rd, but we are still covering some stuff from last week's Come Follow Me, um, simply because there is just so much to cover and... uh, yeah, I really wanted to share it. So uh, buckle in. We're still looking at last week's Come Follow Me. But don't worry, we'll resume normal service tomorrow uh, when we review the next uh, chat, next week, I should say, of the Come Follow Me uh, materials. So we are continuing with Jacob chapter 5, verse, uh, chapter 5 to chapter 7, covering March the 16th to March 22nd. The Lord labours with us. And we are finishing the section in the individual study part where we are looking at Jacob chapter 7, verses 1 to 23. I can stand strong when others challenge my faith. Uh, so yes, we are looking at the experience of Sherem uh, against Jacob. And um, we got up to the point where Sherem asked for a sign from Jacob. So... Uh, he gets his sign, he gets struck down uh, by the Lord, um, and he, you know, is not able to um, get up, he falls to the earth, and then it says, in verse 15, which is something that's quite interesting, it says, and it came to pass that he was nourished for the space of many days. Now, uh, I love how uh, we get so many principles and uh, from from these experiences. This is Sherem who was, you know, going about and he was testifying against the gospel and he was stating that he didn't believe what Jacob had been teaching. We could consider uh, who is nourishing this Sharon because, of course, we know that he is, um, he's fell to the earth. We know that he is uh, weaker or being weakened by, by the Lord. And so he must be being nourished by someone. But the question is who? Um, and I think that um, we could suppose it's probably someone linked to Jacob or perhaps Jacob himself, uh, which indicates quite nicely that he's being ministered to. Uh, and I think especially at this time uh, where there is so much uncertainty in people who are and will be in a lot of need, uh, it's important to make that point that to minister to people is one of our main responsibilities as members of this church. We are called to mourn with those that mourn and comfort those that stand in need of comfort and to lift up the, the, the weak arms that hang down. Uh, and in this case, even if that person uh, is, you know, one of the people that is trying to shake your faith and has said so many things about the th- about your faith, um, it is still important to do so. And it's also important to consider how he was nourished. It Obviously, you know, there is obvious um, thoughts that go straight to the fact that he was physically nourished. But of course, he could have been spiritually nourished to the point that on verse the next verse, verse 16, it's referred to that he wants to speak to the people. Uh, and in verse 17, it says, um, and it came to pass that on the morrow, the multitude were gathered together and he spake plainly unto them and denied the things which he had taught them and confessed the Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost and the ministering of angels. It's interesting that when he speaks to them about the, the about Christ, about the, the truthfulness of the Savior, uh, he speaks plainly. Richard Dilworth Rust in his um, commentary of the Book of Mormon said this, quote, when Sherem is struck down, he abandoned his his sophisticated subtlety and assumes at his death the position Jacob had taken. He spake plainly unto the multitude, the humble preacher, not using much flattery and power of language. He confessed the Christ prophecy and he acknowledged the means of acquiring spiritual knowledge, the the power of the Holy Ghost. 
revelation. Both as summarized and then as quoted, Sharon's speech is now plain, not clever, made up of simple sentences and direct declarations. His death seals his confession. Close quote. As is pointed out, at his death, um, Jacob, uh, not Jacob, Sharon is uh, confessing that he knows the things to be true and he's not using uh, fancy words or subtle deceptions to try and get the people to understand. He is speaking plainly and he is pointing out that the, that the way to receive revelation is through the Holy Ghost and that this is how uh, they can come to know the truth of it. And then, of course, uh, he goes on to say that he fears that he's, com he's committed the unpardonable sin, and then he dies in verse 20. Now, this could cause some questions, uh, because, of course, we can see that Sharon clearly has uh, repented. He, he has clearly turned around full circle, and he is now teaching of Christ and testifying of Christ. And so in verse 20, why why is it necessary that, that he dies? Um, there is a no why about this um, from Book of Mormon Central. Um, that explains the reasons behind why it may have been necessary for Sherem to, to have passed away. It goes basically down, it, it refers back to basically how Sherem and Jacob's um, accusations and defense, uh, respectively, um, refer back to an ancient Israelite uh, judicial kind of process. That actually this may have just been more than a little discussion in the street, but actually a formal um this challenge or formal accusation from Sherem, even though we know he's defending supposedly what he believes or what he states he believes as the uh, the true gospel or the true way, um, this could have actually been a, a legal uh, challenge or accusation of Jacob um, in the sense that um, Sherem was trying to state to the others that Jacob, this prophet of God, uh, was actually trying to dissuade and, and take people away uh, from God. Uh, it says within the, within the know why, um, and it's know why number um, 73, and it's called Why Did Sherem Die? And so if you're interested in it, you can just Google it, um, know what, um, Book of Mormon Central, know why number 73. Uh, it says, quote, specifically, it appears that Sherem accused Jacob of three capital offenses under the law of Moses. Number one, causing public apostasy, number two, blasphemy, and number three, false prophecy. And these three, uh, close quotes, and these three um, kind of accusations were punishable by death. Uh, and so the seriousness of these accusations and this witness that, that Sharon is supposed to be giving um, would have led to Jacob's death. But as such, he's giving a false witness, uh, something which he states later that he knew. Uh, and so that itself, under the Israelite laws, would have been punishable by death. Uh, and so we see an outcome here, which perhaps wasn't a huge surprise uh, for those involved, but for us might seem quite sudden and quite harsh, um, for we do, not, we do not follow this law. And then what's interesting is the people's reaction. In verse 23, it says, And it came to pass that peace and the love of God was restored again among the people. And they searched the scriptures and hearkened no more to the words of the wicked man. Now, it's interesting that it states specifically that they began to search the scriptures. Had they not been searching them before? Or why were searching the scriptures after the teaching of this wicked man so important? Well, um, we go to the words of Clyde J. Williams to get some insight into this. He says, quote, one reason Sherem, the Antichrist, was able to deceive the Nephites was that they lacked spiritual knowledge 
Today, individuals deceive others by their smooth words and scholarly language. This modern Sherem's call for such things as modifications in church doctrine and liberalised moral standards. Some are led into inactivity and even apostasy because they do not search and understand the scriptures as they are illuminated by the light of the Spirit. So it seems that whilst um, Sherem's uh, deception and Sherem's um, subtlety in the way he was speaking was obviously a big factor as to why so many people were led away, it also seems that um, the people's uh, spiritual state was another reason for this. I mean, we know that the that Jacob had to teach and testify about the pride that was starting to creep into the people, and uh, the the things that they were do, doing that they were committing against mor their morality, um, and of course, the uh, I like agree with the olive tree is a huge spiritual teaching as well, and so. When we consider all these things, it suggests that the people were moving away at this time. And so this is perhaps why so many were influenced by the teachings of Sherem also. Uh, but it's interesting that once they see this example, that um, Sherem, who, who himself sought for a sign, actually himself became a sign to the people of the Nephites, that those people that do not follow the Lord or, or who reject the teachings that Jacob had been giving, giving would recognize the... Um, the impact of not believing on these words and would would miss out on great blessings and so Jitsharim himself even though he asked for a sign became a sign to the people that they needed to listen to Jacob and follow the gospel of Christ and so many other people then started to do so uh, and search the scriptures uh, accordingly Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the study today and we finally reached the end of Jacob. I say finally because there was just so much in there to cover within seven chapters. It's incredible. Uh, but we're looking forward now to uh, tomorrow and I'm looking forward to tomorrow where I can share some of the things from the next chapter with you. I hope that if you've enjoyed this, that you'll um, obviously uh, join the study with us uh, at the Facebook group. Uh, come follow me. Uh, sorry, Church Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. Uh, just search that and you can find out many more things that we're studying and learning on there. Um, I encourage you to join it so that you can get the daily updates on what is going on in there because there's daily things going on daily. Um, you can also email LDS study session um, uh, at gmail.com. I had a lovely email a couple of days ago uh, from an individual who shared just... Um, you know, what this uh, podcast has done for them. And it just really, uh, it nearly brought me to tears. Uh, and so, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that we have listeners who uh, are enjoying it and appreciating what we're studying. And I just love to hear from you and anything that you've been studying um, so that we can uh, further this discussion about the gospel in these troubled times. Thank you all for listening. And until we meet again.